The Dode Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and finally, after last week's postponement, football is back. But with all the time added on the day, it's now 10pm. Before we get started with the episode, just want to say thank you to every single person for listening this year and supporting the podcast. We never, ever take it for granted. Thank you so much. Join the conversation on the socials. We're at Dude Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, Hertz Review, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, Ross County Preview, The Loan Report, Dundee United Supporters Foundation, Braving The Shave, Who Am I, and On This Day With The Arab Archive. It's all coming up on episode 174 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hi, I'm Ryan Gold. You're listening to the Dode Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dude Fox podcast with the sack-emptying Paul McNichol and the selection box hangover, Ronnie Costello. Um, obviously, it's Boxing Day as this goes out, but it's Christmas Eve right now. It's two hours since full time. Well, no, really. It's about half Not an really. hour. Not really. Not really. <laughs> so just for perspective... That's where we're at. It's quarter to six as we record this to try and get out of the way. So, listen, I'll tell you now. I was quite happy to do the podcast as usual on Sunday afternoon, but Paul tells me he's got responsibilities on Christmas Day. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Anyway, Merry Christmas to Abdi. Um, I hope you had a great day yesterday because obviously this is Boxing Day till this comes out. Um, for myself, I'm hoping it goes to plan, but it's uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night? Yes, as we're talking, tomorrow morning, rather. We're going to go up. We're going to have a bit of a semi-lazy morning. I'm going to take the dog out for a walk, open some presents and stuff. And then uh, I'm going to get wired in about the scran in the afternoon. That's that's my plans for uh, for Christmas Day. What about you? Uh, heading down to the Heggy to help out with the Fest of Friends, with the Community Trust. Uh, that'll probably be late morning, early afternoon. Now that will obviously happen after I've scrammed about three selection boxes in their entirety, uh, and then probably just be probably just chill the rest of the day. We didn't really do the big Christmas meal on Christmas Day the last few years, so we'll probably just wait and have something on Boxing Day. So looking forward to it. I'm going to have something on Boxing Day as well. Of course, of, of course. I mean, why Why would we know? Exactly. Huh? Um, a boy I used to work with, right, on Christmas Day, he used to order a Chinese takeaway. Yeah, that, that might happen in, in my world. Uh, I might be Christmas. keen for that the morning's night. Yeah. I generally might be keen for that the morning's night. Yeah. I, I, I mean, are you refer, Are you saying you're going to hear that after you've had your Christmas oh, day? Oh, well, you never can. See, that, that's, that's no the future, Rondo. That's no the way ahead. You hit a, we hit a watch. We hit a curb these these uh, calories. At some point, you kind of hit like a twelve course Christmas meal, and then go and demolish a Chinese or an Indian. You, you kind of. No I, I also believe that um, we went close for Christmas now and uh, close mums. I think I might be the only one eats prawns, so I reckon I might just have a massive prawn cocktail to myself. You you might uh, kind of beat it though. Eh? Kinda, absolutely. Love, love a prawn cocktail. Super. Oh yes. I'll tell you what, controversial might be, but I, fuck, I hate turkey. Turkey is both. I, I don't hate it, but it's it's not the best. It's a bit dry, and mm. I'm no fan of cranberry sauce that's meant to make it less dry. So amazing. Oh, nah, no for can't me. Can't wait. I'd rather, steak, I'd rather have steak, but me too, me too, me too. I've got yeah. enough for Boxing Day. Same. <laughs> Well, tidy. And I think do, uh, do a lot of steak, but like New Year's Day is the same, obviously, because I work on it on Hogmanay, so it doesn't really matter. But it's got to, there's got to be a, a pot of stovies somewhere in your near future. Nah, see, nah, see, that's not something really gets done. But if I ever go to somebody's house, I just turn up randomly, and as a pot of stovies, I would always partake in a plate if it's off. Of food. course, you've got to demolish it, and then the question remains: red or brown? Brown. You go brown with the stovies. Fair dues. Brown with is that right? Ah, uh, uh, you like the brun. You like the brun. Se- well, you know that's that's a revelation. Very seldom does tomato sauce make it to my plate. Yeah, 
Nah, okay, fair dues. I probably, if I had to get rid of one of them for the the rest of eternity, I would probably chuck the Brune in the bin. But uh, I, mean, I, I don't mind it. Like, like if it's a gun to the head situation, and somebody's saying, "Look, I'm going to want to shoot you in the head unless you tell me what any of these sauces you're binning," then I, I'm, I'd hate to say, "Look, sorry." Mr. HP, but your sauce uh, is never going to darken my kitchen cupboard again. So anyway, that's us. That's our festive plans. But of course, the commitment to the cause, here we are, Saturday night. No, no, didn't normally, didn't like doing instant reactions to games and stuff. Um, But here we are. (laughs) Needs must. Needs must. Here we are, in the lead up to it, and obviously we we touched on it last week, no game last week, obviously with the Livingston game, bounce game against uh, Dunfermline through the week, depending on what rumour mill you want to listen to, what group chat you're in, it didn't seem to go very well, and a lot of people probably getting the shiters about the day. I looked on on Friday, and the tickets seemed to be really, really good, and... um, Mm -hmm. And the same on Thursday, Friday, it looked really good. And it was over 10,000 the other day, which is incredible. Uh, but I have to say, I was, I was I had a wee bit of the fear. I'm not going to lie. I had a wee bit of fear going in the day because I wasn't really sure what to get. Again, we hadn't seen our team since a wee bit of a meh against uh, Aberdeen on the back of the Kilmarnock game. So I, I generally wasn't sure what was going to happen. What was your take on proceedings on the lead up to the game? And this yeah, I, I wasn't looking forward to it. You, you'll know because it was you that I was texting uh, the night before the game when it was absolutely built and doing me rain in Dundee, and I was saying I wouldn't be against a postponement <laughs> here <Yeah. laughs> if yeah. we could somehow make this rain stay on a bit longer. I also, I was uh, also quite shocked that you even said that. I was like, Nah, nah. come on. Just wasn't. A, it's, it's it's probably a sign of the times and the way the seasons went, Rondo, because. W- we all love our football, but like me and you, for speaking about it, we love going to the football. Anybody that takes the time uh, to listen to this loves football. Uh, but I just wasn't, a, I just wasn't really particularly looking forward to it, which is a horrible shite thing to say because we haven't, haven't seen my team play for about six weeks. Uh, but I just, I don't, I can't let I've been drained of any sort of enthusiasm and positivity for watching them this season. So like, I could have took or left it. Uh, the day but went along went along all the same but I, I, I didn't I, I wasn't I was in hope more than expectation the day let's just say that uh, did you Heggy pre-match the day? I did I went to the Heggy for one uh, one pint that is no one o'clock and <laughs> ah, it was it was just myself Martin Auntie Helen was there the Burns it was uh Martin was there. Martin was there. John Travolta himself. John Travolta incarnated himself. John Travolta. John Revolton. Martin, Uh, party for one Gordon. The same Um, Martin. Yes, the same same guy. The same guy. Yeah, he had a sad head though, somehow. I don't know if he was maybe... Not sure what oh. he was up to the night before, but he was uh, nursing about with Sir That's weird, isn't it? Maybe it was a bit frosty in his house this morning. Who knows? Who knows? Mm. Was it the same in the table? Was Abdi thinking a wee bit, I'm a bit nervous today? Because again, we've no seen my team in weeks and weeks and weeks and there was no game last week. Nah, uh, anybody that I've, and, and didn't get me wrong, I didn't go about speaking to Abdi, but people that I spoke to about the game, there wasn't a, like, I wasn't getting much positive feedback thinking ah, we're going to get three points here we're going to win this game we're going to do this people were just kind of not saying Abdi was not looking forward to it but boys were fearing the worst I think because uh, Hertz on paper like they've got some says of a squad again Robbie Nielsen moans about needing more strength and depth in everybody single position uh, over the park but it's they do have a good a good squad on paper there's no doubt about it that must cost them an awful lot of money to have assembled that team. Uh, and obviously they're flying a lot higher than us. We're rooted to the bottom of the league. So now nah, there wasn't many people looking forward to it. Uh, and that was the general the general consensus, I'm afraid. Mm. And then the team come out. <laughs> what were you thinking? I wasn't, well, I wasn't any, I, I didn't change my thoughts. Shall I say? Like I, I didn't, uh, I didn't give us any mere cause for optimism or 
any more reason to think, oh, we're definitely getting pumped here. It was it was what it was. Once again, Sybold was a, a name that was missing for the team sheet, which was not really a surprise, but it's, it's something that kind of grates with me just now. I don't know how he's always the, the 12th man. Uh, but one one bright thing was that Fletcher was in the team because <laughs> alongside yourself, I'm sure that with I heard rumours that he'd, he'd ruptured something when uh, they were playing this Bounce game midweek against Dunfermline. So the fact that he was he was in the starting lineup, uh, Brilliant for the medical obvious. team, eh? Yes, yeah. Ruptured Achilles. like Yeah, Lazarus. <laughs> we must have hired Jesus. Seen as it's I think Christmas Jamie McGrath did there. get injured, though. Like he, he, well, he was never to be seen. Yeah. So if he, when you've got a guy like Jamie McGrath in your squad, if he's no even on the bench, then he's injured. Mm-hmm. Like there's or suspended. There, there's obviously there's he's not getting dropped. He's yeah. a good player. But it was good. It was it was good to see Fletcher's name on that team sheet. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, it, it, it was a game. I mean, say two o'clock, three o'clock. It didn't really matter the day. It wasn't like it was half past one and whatever and all this. But one thing we mentioned last week was looking ahead to today's game because Ross County and Kilmarnock were both playing last night. And mm. We could be going. Uh, we could have been going in the day. Really worried, totally shouting myself. Or we 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 go and do the business today. Like we could get something fair. Obviously, yeah. the way the results worked. Um, Last night, uh, Rangers beat Ross County and Motherwell shot the bed and it finished 2 all. But they weren't the worst results when you looked at the table. You know, Kilmarnock moved to 16, Ross County stayed on 15. We were on th- uh, 12 points, but with two games to play with the Livingston game still to come. I was still thinking, still hearts. I don't think we've, we've I think they've won six in a row against me now. Um, so it could still be, and like you said, they have got the world's biggest squad. It, it seems, and but before we get into the game, I'm sitting here feeling like we've been beat today. That's the feeling I've got uh, at full time. That's the feeling I had. Um, but there's yeah. plenty to get through in the game. I mean, there was loads of incidents that I'm sure we're going to discuss as well. Um, Wasn't half. But yeah, it was, uh, and it was like say over ten thousand there uh, atmosphere to a wee well to get going. But we got going and. You know, I think the game the game started, you know, kind of back and forward. It was kind of each end. It was back and forth. It was it was a good game of football for a while, and then thankfully we went one 0 up. Uh, and I, I again, I couldn't believe. I, I thought at the time, I thought it was a great finish at the time, and see when Navarre kicked in and took ages, yeah. and nothing happened in front of me. Like I never seen a screen, never changed or anything. I don't know about you, right? But it might be different for yourself, but I'm thinking, what, is it a handball? Is he offside? Is it a foul? I just start playing scenarios over my head. And I don't know why I did. Yeah. But um, it was a great touch, <laughs> great finishing lover. But it was a good 20 minutes, I thought. Maybe slightly against the run of play, I'd have to say, but I was taking it every day of the week. Of course, yeah. I think like we've all just watched the World Cup and VAR was very much a factor there, as it, as it has been in, in a lot of the, the leagues for a couple of years now. But it seems to be smoother. Like when there was a goal in the World Cup, if there was a check, it was it must have been done really quick because I can't mind many teams standing ready to kick off again and the ref kind of holding proceedings up as if to say, wait a minute, they're, they're checking something. I mean, now you had to Dave for the Fletcher in. Like I, I've seen that goal back. Like it's clearly on site. So, so what are they doing? What are they looking for? Uh, did they go back X amount of seconds to see if there was any sort of Shenanigans in the build-up. Yeah, the they go back. Just, they go back the whole phase. Because mind when this man scored. Just get on with it. When Honestly, when has got a flaying fingernail in the in the face. Yeah, yeah, but then that was. But and I'm not saying it was right because like he does, he definitely got caught in the face that time. But at least it led for that till they scored, and they also bloody scored at the side where Beach would have been. So you can see how that has yeah. impacted that play. But it's just. They just check on and they talk ages to there. Like it's, it shouldn't take as long as it's taken. No. But as you say, uh, apart from in the fourth minute when we seem to have lost the ability to tuck an actual throw in, <laughs> we kind of we kind of slowly but surely made our way into the game. Uh, well, right after sitting, that, the boy Halkett went doing injured, didn't he? Right in front of you, and it was. Absolutely innocuous. Yeah, it was completely innocuous, and that's how 
because there was a few boys shouting at him, but I thought he must have hurt himself mm-hmm. here because like, like Middleton was near him, but it wasn't like a, a tackler, man. He was just kind of jockeying the bar back to Craig Gordon and then he just collapsed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I'm pretty sure he probably got a free kick in that, but then we will get to... We will get to people that make decisions and like I, that. I think he's well. I think he's just back as well, the boy Hulk. So it wasn't great for him. Yeah. The boy Rolls come on, uh, and uh, again jumping forward. But I think he struggled with Fletcher all day, and he come yeah, on. Fletcher was good. <laughs> Fletcher, Fletcher was good. He cans what he's done. Um, he's around the football pitch. But yeah, great. Uh, BH with a great finish, but it took a nick. Ball. I'm not sure if you saw that, but it took a nick before it went in. Oh, I n- no, I never knew, knew that until after it. But I, but yeah. uh, a great, great finish, great touch as well to take out of the out the sky. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, great finish, good start. And I'll tell you something. I was absolutely raging at their goal <laughs> because mm. I said. Look at the space the boy Devlin's got, and he's a wee arsehole, like I can't stick him. Look yes. at the space he's got, look at the space he's got, look at the space he's got. Next thing he's playing the ban at the boy Smith and he scores. I was like, oh, I've just been through this, lads. Come on. So that yeah. that that was that was really frustrating, that really, really frustrating. But but that's been a season long thing, Rondo. Like when we done a hay the bar, we are so easy to cut through. Mm-hmm. Uh and like we've bought we've we've brought Jum in probably to try and stem that and fix that issue but it's no it's I still feel like we're still quite wide open when when we didn't hit the bar for, mm. for whatever reason uh, but yeah it was a shite you go to lose I think like there was a wee delay after that and now did the keeper leave a bit on him or something or the defenders yeah yeah. Uh, BH, uh, BH no uh, Bergitti caught uh, Smith yeah because yeah. I think if that if he misses there's a good chance that's going to be a penalty, which I know is a word where we're going to bring up a few times a day. Yeah, um, two and a half. So then, obviously, the check was done, and then they moved on, and then pretty much no long after that is uh, the handball and Colin Stephen. No hesitation, but my word, yeah. did he award that penalty quick? Like yeah. he was keen as anything to get it, and obviously VAR then asked him to to hey, look at it. It was too far away for me. To really know, but the conversation we were having while the VAR thing was going on was pretty much um what's he doing on his arse in the box? Like why is he why are you even challenging mm-hmm. like that? So I only seen a still of it, but he's quite clearly got both well, both hands on the deck is what I've seen. But that yeah. was it was worrying. It was it was kind of worrying for that. <laughs> it was and it wasn't, because when he gave it, I thought and I, and I genuinely haven't seen it back, so I'm, I could be talking absolute shite, but I thought that he slid in either to try and get the ball or block a shot. And I didn't see it hit his hand, but I could I could understand, like, the ref's right there and he's gave it. And Hold on. I, I was, you mean these new specs didn't allow you to see 110 I, yards? I, I, took, I took them off for the game ah. because I thought, are oh, the goals I'm going to be celebrating? I didn't want them getting knocked off and stood on like, like we're mate Eunice's specs. I didn't want to be <laughs> Fair putting sellotape on my brand new Gregory's. So now nah, they were in my pocket. But uh, I, I, was, I was very much of the opinion that his hand must have touched the ball. Mm. But... Like I, I, again, I've I've no seen him back. It obviously must have been like incidental. It couldn't have been on purpose. Uh, but then, who knows me that referee? What I, I would like to see it again. I'm sure I will when I watch sports scene back. But uh, as soon as it went to VAR, I thought, cool, this is this is going to go overturned. Usually, that's what usually happens. Uh, thoughts going in at half time. Uh, compared to my thoughts before the game I was sitting thinking I'll take it because I really as as we've touched on I wasn't a, I didn't have much in the way of expectation of getting anything out of the game just the way things have been and to go in at one all and to dodge a bullet I suppose we we a penalty that then got overturned <clears throat> I, I thought I thought we were doing alright I thought we were doing alright uh, No long after Fletcher's goal actually you must have got a good view of the Craig Gordon save film in the first half. Uh, he's, he's should, have saved, should have saved that type of oh, thing. Uh, could have caught it, Rondo. Nah, could have okay. caught it. Cameras. Uh, Cameras on Great, him. great Buffy Levitt. Good header for Fletch. Could have caught it. Okay. Right, okay. In fairness to him, though, like when he has palmed it out, he's done the right thing. He's palmed it out for a corner. He's not just kind of palmed it doing like a lot of keepers day and mm-hmm. offer up second chances to on Russian strikers, which we didn't hear. So he, 
you could have got away with that. But uh, no, nah, it was it was an easy save for somebody of his calibre. And if you're going to start the second half strong, why not start it with a goal a couple of minutes into the second half? It was a great goal as well, wasn't it? Absolutely great goal. Great great buy initially. I don't know how the bag got to Levitt. I kind of think... Middleton. How that... Middleton held Middleton up on the edge of the box. And then, and then... No, but I mean before that, because oh. Levitt picked up in the middle of the park and he gave a great bat of sheep. Yeah. And sheep took uh, a terrible touch. It must have hit Inoue's back hoofs or something. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Dreadful touch. He's too busy and thinking, what's that boy McNichol going to slaughter me for? Probably my throw in the day. Uh, well, he's getting slaughtered for this and that. Uh, so, yeah, he took a poor touch and it kind of, you felt like that's the chance gone because he, it looked like he was running through on goal. And then he's, he's laid it to Middleton, Middleton's laid it into space where Levitt was clever enough to run into. And he's, again, he's just passed it into the corner. He's no melted it. He's just passed it right into the bottom corner. Absolutely beautiful finish. And a lovely celebration as well. Yeah, it was uh, it was tremendous. Uh, it was just after that Fletcher the the header that Gordon saved really well. Did that oh, he's great great save. But how did you know he did it doing? I think he's he's went he's trying to go okay, across he's, the he's goal again. Put, he's went to put the ball where it's comfy, and I, I, if it goes in, then fantastic. But I, at the time, I was like, "Hey, did it doing? The keeper's <laughs> my height. He's no getting if you header it doing." <laughs> But fair, fair play to the keeper. It was a great save, and it was it was a great cross for us. Good header for Fletch. Mm. Great save. Um, and then <clears throat> Stephen Fletcher goes up for a header, and then I thought maybe he has now ruptured his Achilles because it looked the same. Uh, um, cramp though, wasn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, it was cramping. Obviously, is what, what what it looked like certainly. And he went and because he come on, then went sprinting, and then the. Uh, the horrific, incident. horrific incident in terms of yeah. the aftermath and the pictures, the stills that have been shared about. Um, yeah. Certainly, I mean, you've, you've you'll have seen them by now, but it, it's a, I mean, it's an absolute signal. Um, yeah, it's horrible. What was your view on it? Penalty, red card. That was your first right away. That was what you thought. I, and not right away. Right away, I thought penalty. But bear in mind, I'm the other side of the ground. Yeah. Uh, but I did think penalty. Uh, and then, like, the discussion then went to, well, is the ref going to think that he tried to get the bar? Like, w- w- I wonder the interpretation here. Uh, and then it went to VAR and, like, well, it got overturned. <laughs> and I, and I've, I have seen this incident back. And I still think it's a penalty. Because I've seen, I've saw people say, but Gordon, he gets there and he gets the bar first. He couldn't have been any more reckless in his attempt to get that bar, in my opinion. He's come out, knees up, both feet off the ground, into Fletcher. Now, people will say, ah, but Schmeichel used to do that start. He didn't do a star jump. He's, be- he's not went in two-footed, he's went in two-kneed. Obviously, to protect himself, and it's... I'm not even, I'm not even sure how he's ended up with a horrendous... And I feel for him, because... A neax to grind with Craig Gordon, great keeper. But I, I, I'm not sure how the hell he's ended up on the wrong end of that horrific that horrific injury. Sorry, and I think that that's probably played a part in the refs thinking for overturning that decision. In my opinion, I thought it was a penalty. I don't. Know. No, no. At first, clearly I did. Like just watching it, oh, hundred percent. Hundred mm. percent. But now I've seen a bar like Craig Gordon gets a bar first, so for me it's no penalty. And yeah. would it be showing up the but other? Look at, but look at the way he gets the bar though. Like he comes. If you do that in the middle of the park, and you kind of just say, "I oh, but he's a goalkeeper." If you go into a fifty-fifty in the middle of the park with your knee, both knees up, and you dive into the boy, doesn't matter if the bar hits your I, knee I first. Just don't, you I, you I, have endangered the opponent. I just don't think it's a penalty. Like I think Craig Gordon gets a first. That, that that's first. That's as as far deep as my understanding of rules will go. But I generally believe because he got there first, it's no. But it doesn't matter if you get the bar first. If you've got the bar and I'm trying to tackle you and I get the bar, but I also half you. I can't say to the referee, I got the bar first. I bet you half them. Doesn't matter. I got the bar first. You used to get away with that in the seventies and eighties. Don't I get away with that now? Yeah, um, I, I generally uh, that's what. I mean, that's it. Like you've saw, we've both seen the same incident. I dare say we've saw the same videos on yep. Twitter or yep. wherever you've seen them. 
Uh, I see it one way, you see it the other way. But that's... Uh, me personally, I think that the injury, as bad as it is, and I do feel for the guy, mm. I think the ref saw that and like he's went over and he's just went, right, I kind of kind of get a penalty against a boy with one leg. I kind of do that. So uh, I, I think that's played a part. So if you, but if you're sitting there telling me you don't think it's a penalty, maybe the ref was of the exact same mind as you. Maybe he's yeah. thought that he's got the bar first. And I suppose technically, mm. I can, I'm, I'm not even going to dispute that. He does touch the bar first, but he touches it in such a reckless manner. I just think it's a, it's a penalty all day long. When you watch that video back, look at Fletcher. His head's on the bar at the time. He doesn't even look at the keeper. Not once. I also feel for Xander Clark. He's, he's going to need to earn his weekly wage now. <laughs> Nightmare for him, eh? He was probably looking forward to like, oh, the trimmings in the morning on Christmas, or sorry, the previous day oh, of this coming out. Oh, uh, can he, He's like, I'll not be he's playing He's going to watch what he eats now. <laughs> could turn that he'll, not, he'll not even be able to go to Princess Street party on Hogmanay now. What's he's going to hit again the next day. Get out of him. Five pigs and blankets. He's ten. He's dead. He's a pig in a blanket. Is that full on gravy? Oh, he's like an arc. Come on. Get that gravy boat past there. Yeah. I'm trying to drop it because I'm hopeless. Stupid beard. Oh, it's, God, it's amazing stuff. So it was. Um, it obviously wasn't going to be the final incident for VAR. Uh, I, I, I tell you something, though. I was surprised when it was seven minutes added on. Because that Craig Gordon incident alone took seven yeah. minutes. I was expecting about 10 or 12, but it was seven. <sighs> at the time, at first, I thought it was I, I thought it was a penalty. Okay. Seen it back. And I generally didn't believe it's a it's a soft a penalty as you will ever, ever see. Yeah. Because I don't think he has to throw himself to the ground, to put it that way. Because that's what's happened. Of course, of course he doesn't. And the, Rondo, the, the frustrating thing for me is the bar's no place there. It's not even there. And that, that annoys me as well. 100%. But. but that doesn't mean to say you could foul, boys. No, of Just course Just because it the bar... I mean... But you if, shouldn't have been... If it, was a, if it was a blatant foul and the bar's 10 feet above him, then it's just it's bad defending. Yep. For me, it's Ross Graham's got tight marking him. He's, he's possibly put his hands on him. And Shanklin's went doing like somebody's weak to carpet for underneath his feet, and he's, ma- he's made the absolute most of it. And it didn't even like I dare say VAR checked it, it but it didn't get to the stage where the refs got to go with it. Yeah. Uh, so straight away, I thought it's that's not a penalty. Yeah. Again, wasn't worried because I'm thinking VAR will will hear a look at this and will probably overturn this. Yeah. And to know even to know even go and look, then I didn't can I really didn't can so. Certainly thought it was at most there was an arm in the back, but I just <sighs> come on, it's come on, <laughs> like he, he's he's bought it. Oh, he's bought it. Also, and then also some. thought about celebrating in front of the stand as well. Until he nah, he, I think he forgot what strip he was wearing. Okay, we he, he didn't, he didn't look any at the crowd or anything like that. He he scored a signal though, a signal. Oh, of course, of course, Rondo. Like that's that. Like you said at the start, it feels like a defeat, and it, it does because. We've played, maybe no brilliant, but we've played quite well. You know, boys have boys have unknocked their pan and and you get to like what was that the ninety second, ninety third minute or so? I mean, it was injury uh, time. I'm not sure exactly. Ah, see, <laughs> of course it feels like a defeat. Of course it does, and and it had to be him, like Shankland, like we all loved him. Just a matter of a couple of years ago, he was an absolute hero. We were speaking about him and incredibly glowing terms on this podcast. Didn't really hear an axe to grind with him either. But to get the to win the penalty the way he did and then to, to obviously to score to get them a point and rob us a two, it was oh it's absolute kick in the plums. Uh, I heard about Robbie Nielsen on the radio after a game. He wasn't happy at the whole VAR thing either. I'm assuming you you've got a mention for the referees and a certain it's assistant referee. Who couldn't keep up with play the day? Oh, but he... <laughs> the hopeless He was bastard. hopeless. Like, there was three occasions in the first half where we were on the attack and something had happened and then we maybe won a corner and then, like, he's got his flag up and he's signalling for offside, which was 10, 10, 15 seconds or maybe no 15, but kind of good wee while before it. It's just a nonsense. 
and like you, you can that they like sometimes they get tell you've got to let the play oh. go on just to see what happens and whatever. But oh man, I tell you, you what, right? There'll be a day play like that plays on when it should be a flag up and somebody's going to get injured. Of course, and it'll be a bad end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I heard Robbie Nielsen, he was saying that you know. Um, there was a bit of farce at the end of VAR the decision making by the officials a very strange day but he says the referee made a number of decisions that will be looked at tonight that I wasn't in agreement agreement with if a referee has to look at an instant 30 times there's a problem somewhere of course he it's might not be going over obvious. That. but I did think that VAR took took a hell of a long time today and uh, listen it's still in the worst place why it's between the two dugouts is unbelievable well, d- were you not seeing it when, when the ref was going out of check Can't. the dugouts were piling out and trying to They've got. They should move it. it has they to. should move it. They these stairs that sit or these stairs, sorry, that come out the Jerry Kerr. Yes, doing to almost the tunnel. Yeah. They should put it in there. That's why the day the, the um, That's why they do the TV interviews just now. That's where it should. That's go. where they should put the VAR, and then you'll not get other managers and the coaches and the subs. Because one of um, one of the Hearts coaching staff got booked during that. A uh, Dave Bowman ah. was going. I think Dave Bowman was probably just poking the bear if you can. What I mean. I reckon he was in the FC of the whole time, but um, but then you, they probably all were random. No. That's how you can't. That's how you kind of hate there. Hundred percent. I can't believe they've put it there. It doesn't make any sense. Um, obviously, it's you know the the injury is going to overshadow um, what I thought was a good game of football today. Um, it was open. It was free flowing. Both teams wanted to win. There was loads of chances. We created chances. Like we had chances a day, which yeah, we had shots on goal. Fletcher could have a hard trick if he'd headed it down, took your advice, and I hope he does now. Take your advice. Um, is a draw probably a fair result on the 90, 100 nod minutes or whatever it must have been? 106? Yeah, six yeah I, w- I would say I would say so. I would say that a draw probably is a fair result. And if I'm being completely honest, a draw I would have taken before the game. Mm. But yeah. that is. Scant consolation as we sit here speaking about it because I feel like there was things that have went against us. No doubt Hearts will feel the same. Mm-hmm. Some of it was self-inflicted. Like I don't know what you thought, but I think we should have had a couple more subbies, Rondo. Like we, I felt like we were needing a wee bit of freshness. I thought, yeah, in, yeah, in I thought that as well. I thought Middleton and, and we was. I thought Middleton had ran ran himself into the ground as well at one point. Yeah, yeah, he he, he had he had moments in the game, but then he fell out. He yeah. fell out the game. Midfield was quite tiring. Uh, it was quite tired, sorry. But they put in a shift. Yeah. You don't mind boys knocking their pan and if they, and kind of they only last 65, 70 minutes, that's fine. Turn them off and stick somebody else on and knock their pan in. But we just left it so late and Lever got subbied off. But I think an injury to, was it after the penalty goal? Yeah. I can't even mind, but it was yeah. it was so late on. Uh obviously Fletcher had to come off because he was injured, but Beach, I know, I just, I, two, it, was poor, uh, it felt like poor game management. I seen. I seen Beach had the two uh, both calves of ice on them at the end of the game, but he again another yeah. worked his absolute balls off. Exactly. That that's what you want. You want boys to leave it on the park. Mm-hmm. Now he'll be fine for Wednesday, I would imagine, and uh, that might just be fatigue, and that's and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. That that's what we need. You need that every game, Rondo. But we really need that just now yeah, because I mean, of where we are. You were looking at, you know, what came on seventy six minutes. Obviously, forced, BH forced as well. I think really for injury eighty nine minutes, and then Sybil was like ninety five. It was late on, but yeah, yeah, we could have probably. I think middle and again, he looked like he had run himself in the ground. Um, I thought that the uh, I thought. Human hearts, you could have just changed it up to change it up, you know. Yeah. Um, in there, and again, if it's three injuries or knocks or whatever, hopefully, again, they're no, nothing major because the three of them were, were you know, BH Levitt Fletcher were really good today, mm-hmm. really, really good today. So, there were there was certainly a bit of that. I think, um, we were, uh, I was discussing before, I was chatting to a few boys before, and Dave Hill and that as well. And we were saying today, you know, here's the you know, the back three, McMahon, Edward Smith, and you're kind of like, well, what happened the last time it started well? But then you can see, you mean, would you trust, you know, Charlie Mulgrew to be up against the pace of Ginelli, stuff like that, and whatever. So again, yeah, we've no beat. How's that prick Ginelli no picked up a booking, by the way? For oh. Absolutely melting Scott McMahon. Uh, what about Shank? Absolutely melted him. Exactly. Yeah. The, the ref was honking. Worse than honking the day. 
the ref wasn't uh, wasn't good as well. They only got um, only Holiday and Snodgrass got booked for them today. We had four. Holiday's a walking book, and he should get booked before the game just to get it out the way. <laughs> but he got he got booked because VAR overturned their penalty. And he was greeting, and he and he wasn't letting it go. That that's what he got booked for. Uh, just just stupidity but he, he's never came across as the smartest the, the sharpest tool in the shed really has he he's just he's just a dick man of the match Fletcher probably I thought he was uh, he was a problem for Hertz that day Stephen Fletcher moves out in front on the man of the match ratings yeah. so far and he took his goal very well as well and he and on another day, he gets he gets another couple, I suppose. But Bless him. I thought he, he was, I thought he'd done well. I thought he, was, he led the line. He led by example. Yeah, complete nuisance for them, and yeah. he was good in our box as well when he had to be. He's know. he's brilliant in our box. Like he he wins so many bloody headers. Uh, yeah, he he was good. He was good. There, you know what? There wasn't. A, I can't think of any failures today. Like there might have been boys that weren't as good as their a, a teammate, but they are they are knocked their pan and they are done a job. If we could just figure out how to tack a corner and a throw in, then I could see we're picking up a few more points. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, for some reason, the music doesn't want to play uh, the day, but you're good, bad and ugly. The bad and the ugly. Uh, what, what, what do we have the day? The good. Well, we played better today, Rondo. So hopefully... That's a step in the right direction. I kind of was only a point and when we were really needing to rack up three point match days, but like it felt it felt a wee bit better. Like we did play with a purpose. There was mere fight, mere determination. Uh I don't know if that's maybe because we took the lead with you you then have something to hold on to. So your mentality changes, the mindset's different. Okay, they then claw a goal back, but early into the second half, we we go in front again. But there was a there was definitely a desire the other day, uh, so no issues with that. That that would be my good. The bad it's, it's got to be the ref because he's had an absolute howler again. Uh, there's there's no doubt about it. Like both both teams will be a wee bit unhappy with his performance. Both teams like I can me and you are not agreeing on the penalty, but I don't think Shanklin's was a penalty. I've not seen the the Jum incident back, but perhaps I'll be thinking that that was a penalty. Some of the like Scott McMahon, he picked up a booking, and then about twenty minutes later, that Janelli's trying to put him into the executive boxes, mm. and he doesn't get doesn't even get spoken to. Shankland kicking the bar, wide, just wee things like that. The ref was not good. The ref was not good, and then the culmination of it was keying them apparently in the ninety fourth minute for something that was basically nothing. And the ugly is Douglas Ross. <laughs> Go live out of that. Go live out of that. So, live out of that. Uh, over 10,000 the other day for uh, Christmas Eve football. Wednesday night, Ross County make the trip down the A9. It's uh, cheaper entry for people that, you know, aren't seized to holders, and that's uh, 15 and 12 and 15 and 10, I think it is. Uh, details are on the website, dundanightfc.co.uk. But Ross County travel on the back of three defeats in a row. Uh, they've been beat by Rangers St Johnston and Celtic. Uh, before that, they beat Hibs and St Myrne. And then it was Hearts and Kilmarnock who beat them in October. The last draw for them was against United on the 15th of October. United's draw today was their first draw since that game as well. I would hope it's as easy as saying, if we play like that on Wednesday, then we should win the game. Yeah, but it'll be a completely different game altogether, I would imagine. We we have to win. Uh, we we have to win that game. It's it's all very well me saying I'm happy getting a I'm not no don't want to say happy but happy getting a point against Hearts at home like that's that's one thing. But I wouldn't be happy just getting a point against Ross County at home. I mean, that's a game we need to be winning to to boost ourselves to give ourselves three points, but also to try and plant even more seeds of doubt in their own heads because as you say they're on a bit of a losing streak, albeit two of them. Are, Two of the losses are against Celtic and the Rangers, which you know they, they would they would like to lose anyway, regardless of how they're playing and where they are in the league. Uh, but it's, it's again, it's a game that we we really need to be up for for the get go. Play something close to what we what we can do 
and we should be all right. Like speaking of Martin before the game, and he was like, "Hurts the day bogey team, St Johnson next week, but we're bogey team." If anything, we are Ross County's bogey team. Like they they didn't seem to like playing us for whatever reason. So hopefully, I've no jinxed that. But yeah, it's it's a massive game for us. Hopefully, people turn out with uh, the price is slightly reduced. Mm. And uh, we just need three points. Hopefully Fletcher's all right, because again, he hobbled off. Yeah, and Aziz and, and Lever. <laughs> I think they're just fatigued. But yeah. Fletcher might be Merwin Impact injury, because obviously he went off at that incident. It was uh, horrendous for the keeper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's going to be, uh, you see, yeah, probably right. They're a bit of a bogey team in there. Um, then it's on to St. Johnston on the 2nd of January. And January, you know, it's a, it's a big month. Uh, we've got I was say four home games. We've got three home games, including the cup. But Rangers at home, Hibs away. The Livingston game's been rearranged for Wednesday, the eighteenth of January. We then play Stirling Uni on the twenty-first of January in the uh, Scottish Cup, and then it's uh, Celtic on the twenty-ninth of January. So it's going to be a busy time, but it's important this week certainly to be because I don't want to be. Listen, we've mentioned it a couple of times. You, know, you don't want to be looking for favours, and I certainly don't think we're relying on favours yet when you're still in touching distance. But that we'll could take all, them. We'll, we'll, hey, hundred percent, we'll take them. Mm-hmm. We'll take them. But you know, we hopefully by, you know, because oh, I'll tell you, we'll just mention it right now. So next week's episode is going to be out on the Tuesday because we're going to record the podcast after the St Johnston game because it just makes a bit more sense. Um, mm. The fact that be going out the same day, so. Um, after us we'll have a couple of games in that to speak about so you know when we come back uh, and chat you've got two two massive games there you know I'll be looking for at least four points out of them ideally I'd like six points of course and then let's say it might look a wee bit different but we then need to obviously play Rangers who have no been great and people are laughing joking saying oh what's the team that's going to make the Rangers look great I think we ought to do alright against them but then you know mm. Hibs away you've then got Livy away and stuff, so it's important to keep it going. And the performances like today, listen, I'm stating the obvious here, but that has to be the norm. Minimum, I think we could do better, but that has to be the minimum sort of graft and fight. Yes, there are still too many. We leave a massive gaps in the midfield that I don't feel as a supporter watching it going, mm, I'm not so sure about that. That might be the game plan. I don't know. I know the game's split up into zones now, the pitch and all this shit. And, Get a double 10 on, you'll be fine. But if if that's the way we're playing and we're going to be positive and, yeah, we're frustrated because we're four minutes or three minutes away from getting three points a day, which would have come very, very well coming against a team that won the bait in six or whatever it is. And to sit here and it feels like a defeat, like it feels like a defeat to all the hearts because they've scored at the death. It feels like an absolute defeat by Ross County during the week. And then St. Justin, they're massive, absolutely massive. Huge, Rondo. Absolutely huge. We, we've got to be... Like, I, I could probably just... You could cut and paste us. We hit to be at it for the get-go. Like, we just have to be. Mm. In every game now, we, we've we've hindered ourselves by the piss-poor start that we've had to the season. We are now almost... or We are halfway through the season. Uh, there's... We kind of... We kind of just be gifting games easily to the opposition. We've, we've got to try and go and snatch victories wherever we can. Some that we are that we maybe expected to get, and uh, and some that we are maybe expecting nothing for. We've got to get points. We've just got to start amassing points uh, in three in three point bundles, preferably rather than a point here and a point there. Uh, and to hear Ross County on your home park just a couple of days after Christmas, that game's huge. It's absolutely huge. Um, and I, I know you're you're talking about St. Johnson. I'm not even thinking that far ahead yet. Like obviously we. We will as soon as the Wednesday night game's out of the way, but we really, really hate to go hell for leather on Wednesday to try and get these three points against the the Dumpland Sudingwall. Yeah, I'm just checking what the other fixtures are uh, during the week. So on Wednesday, it's a full card. Uh, United against Ross County, Kilmarnock against Aberdeen, Livingston, St Myrne, Rangers, Motherwell, St Johnston, Hearts and Hibs against Celtic. Uh, so it's a full card when we're there. Of course, the Livingston game, like I say, has been rearranged for January, but absolutely huge week ahead. 
Um, anything else to add on today's game or coming up before we move on? Uh, no, just just to say, I was pleasantly surprised by the, the by the effort, the desire. Uh, maybe people within the club, if they're listening to me saying something like that, they might talk that as a bit of a a shitty thing to, to hear. But the, I've I've not been used to used to that sort of performance this season. I don't think for for going to the games and and watching the team, but they, they all seem to. Uh, to put in a real shift today. Uh, they seem to be working towards a common cause, uh, the same goal. And yeah, that, that's got to be the bare minimum. But we've we've sat, like the proof will be in the pudding, Rondo. We've sat after good performances against Aberdeen, against Kelly, where we've said exactly the same thing. That's got to now be the minimum. And then we go and like put in a, a, an absolutely ridiculous performance next game or the next few games. That kind of happened. We didn't have, we didn't, time's not on our side. We kind of go on another bad run the run that we've been on up until this point in the league that has to be our bad run for the season it's now got to turn or else we are can where it ends 100% moving on then to the loan report okay I'll start with a right low Uh, Logan Chalmers at Air United given his wonder strike last week just 60 seconds after coming off the bench Logan had apparently done enough to merit a place in the starting lineup when the dirty D's came calling at Somerset Park he did get the 90 minutes but it was to be a poor performance from his airside on the night as Dundee ran out 2-0 winners and they go top of the championship Chris Mochrie at Dunfermline Dunfermline's star man Chris Mochrie started this one on Saturday as his team went on a short trip up to Kelly to play Fife's very own Hertz. It wouldn't be one of his better games and he'd only last 55 minutes of the match before he was drawn with the st- withdrawn with the score at 0-0. His side would run out 2-1 winners by the end of the game, however, to keep their promotion charge very much on track. Adam Hutchison at Montrose. After making his return from injury last week, it was another stop for Adam this past Friday as Charlie Telfer and his Adrianians visited. Lynx Park. Adam got another 55 minutes under his belt, but his team would lose 4-2 on the night. Podcast pal Sean Dillon assisted the first Montrose goal, whilst other podcast pal Charlie Telfer picked up a yellow card. Kai Fotheringham at Stirling Albion. Kai was back in action on Friday as his Stirling team made the long trek up to Elgin. He'd play the full 90 minutes once more and was also man of the match on the night as he set up the first Sterling goal and notched the second himself. They ran out 2-1 winners. Leighton Bisland at Cowdenbeath. Leighton's Cowdenbeath headed for Bowness last midweek, but he had to make do with a seat on the bench for the whole match. His team would lose 3-1 and Bowness's hat-trick hero on the night was none other than Alassane Jones. Jacob Comerford at Cumbernauld Colts. Negam this week for Jacob. The women's team. It was the last match of the calendar year for the ladies last week as they headed for the capital to play Hibs. Hibs are one of the better teams but have definitely been weakened this season. That being said, on paper, they're still a stronger side than United. None of that mattered early in the first half, however, when United took the lead. Podcast pal Danny McGinley touched the ball into the path of Robin Smith and she rocketed a shot into the roof of the net. The rest of the game was a battle where they gave a good account of themselves, but ultimately came up short. The ladies were well in the game early in the second half, but a dubious penalty award to the Lady Hibbies was enough to turn the match completely against them, and Hibs would go on to add another goal before the end to seal a 4-1 win on the day. The team's next match is scheduled to be on the 8th of January 2023 at Gussie against Hertz in the Cup. But as we mentioned the other week, it's uh, to be confirmed what time and whatever, because we are at home against the Rangers that day. Some stats that were released this week by the SWPFL, uh, and it was announced that the keeper that has made the most saves this season, 75 in total, no less, was a certain Fiona McNichol, fully justifying her weekly player of the match accolades. <laughs> Uh, before we move on, by the way, I've just seen a, a thing on Twitter there that um, Robbie Nielsen. But it was said, definitely a penalty. Robbie Nielsen said in uh, one of his interviews after the game today, "I don't think ours at the end was a penalty. To be honest, I think that was the wrong decision." Wow! <laughs> wow. See, he's brave to shave as well. He has. He has. Must have raised you reckon? 
I can, but uh, seamlessly moving on, I'm now up to £450. Uh, so Super. thank you very much to everyone who's uh, given a bit of cash towards that. I know, yeah. obviously, around Christmas time and stuff, but listen, if you've got to spare some pennies over the next week or so, it's two weeks, uh, Sunday, doing it the 8th. So still a couple mm-hmm. of weeks to get some cash. I'd love to get to 500 Uh You can just head to our uh, social media there's Posting that on there for it, or you go to just given justgiven.com forward slash page forward slash Ronnie Costello, R O N N Y C O S T E L L O. You'll find the page and you can uh, stick a wee donation, it'd be great. So, 450 pounds, which wasn't bad given I thought we could raise 100, but if we can get to 500 now, it would be awesome. Uh, we're yeah. raising the money for the community trust as well, who do fantastic work. And like you mentioned at the top there, Paul, they're uh, obviously doing an event tomorrow on Christmas Day. Yeah, they're doing festive friends where uh, a number of people uh, that don't have much, uh, they've maybe got no family or, or stuff like that. They're in they're in homes wherever they are, and they are being invited to Tanadice to come for a Christmas meal. There'll be some sort of light entertainment on as well, and yeah, I'm going down to volunteer for that. But in the lead up to it, I'm not sure if you saw it yourself, yet, Rondo, uh, the video that United released last night where. They had Ryan Edwards, Elmari Niskin and, and the sheep all going about with uh, Mel for the community trust and they were delivering meals. And that's the way that it has been the last couple of years with COVID, uh, when COVID kind of robbed the community trust of being able to throw the Festive Friends event. They were just they were still providing meals, but they were just going door to door. Uh, and that's been happening this past week. And my old man has actually donned uh, a daft United Santa hat and he's been mucking in as well. He's been delivering meals We uh, our local councillor. So it's a, it's an absolutely brilliant thing. It's uh, it's absolutely valuable as well. You know, there's people that don't hate anything, people that don't hate much. And uh, this goes a long way to help them. Absolutely. Uh, thanks very much as well. Steve Ross for dropping us uh, an update on the walking football. He says, I'm not sure if I sent you this, lads, but this is a short report. There isn't one. Uh, we were sadly unable to muster a team for the over 60s in the final round of the East Region League at the World of Football in Edinburgh this past Wednesday. Due to holidays, injuries and other commitments, we were short in numbers. So for the league, this meant that any games we had, four, we were forfeited. Any games we had, we were forfeited. 3-0 defeats. Uh, therefore, we were unable to catch Dunbar, who were third from bottom. Fortunately, Dunfermline Dynamos were unable to capitalise on our non-appearance and, in fact, did worse than us by losing all their games and shipping more goals than us. They conceded 15 for no return, so we actually moved away from bottom on goal difference. We, we beat sat in the house. Excellent. Um, the final six days and over league positions were 12, 11 out of 12, won three, drew three, lost 16, giving us a total of 12 points. Is this the walking football, I mean, or is this the actual team for the Singe Premiership? Um, well, it was still enjoyable. Difference as there is some good football in there and the atmosphere and camaraderie between all the teams, that's what it's about. And that in mind, uh, well, he's want to congratulate the Hertz, but I'm not doing that. Uh, looking forward, there's a Christmas tournament we'll compete in, but other than that, it's the regular sessions where all are welcome. Also, continue to develop the squad for the 2023 League and Cup competitions with Wednesday and Sunday sessions. It's a great way to get some exercise, enjoy the crack and boost mental health. Thanks to all the guys who have played with us this year. The Q Dundee United Community Trust for the support and the Dode Fox podcast for including my ramblings and help promote the DUCT walking football team. Steve, thank you as always. Hope you've had a brilliant Christmas. And lads, let's not be near the bottom next season, all right? Because it's nearly, Paul nearly qualify for you next year. So Do you uh, get if you're blind? <laughs> Do you need Steve? You'll be able to tell with that, probably. Uh, nice one. They might get cool. a, they might get a grant or something for that. I don't know. Uh, um, put a bell in the bar. Dundee United CT if want any details. The community trust, like Paul's mentioned, I've just mentioned, they do so many, and that's why uh, you know trying to raise a bit of money money for them doing the uh, doing the brave shave and stuff in, in January the eighth. Um, ju- it's just a brilliant organisation. Um, talking of brilliant organisations, the Sport Foundation. I've sold out the uh, gala evening of Smile for 2023. It's at the Reps, taking place on February 22nd. If you've got your tickets, we're very much looking forward to it. Uh, After you see Smile, uh, you can get a wee beer, you can get a wee pint of whatever it is, and then you get a pie, and then you come back in, and we'll be jumping on stage along with Andy Rowland, Paul Hegarty, John Holt, Hamish McAlpine, Morris Malpass, and Hall of Famer Willie Pettigrew. 
uh, to have a bit of a Q&A with the guys about the show, about Jim McLean and some stories that we can get uh, for that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. If you would like to join the foundation, if you haven't already, you can get details at DUSF. Uh, dot scott but the, that show if you are looking for tickets is now completely sold out now it might be boxing day but that doesn't mean who am i isn't up for grabs the scores at the moment after last week's debacle it's 14 13 to me, I'm only a point ahead. I mean, Paul can get a four-point lead if he goes all out today with this one. So, we were meant to start recording tonight at half past five. But I was still doing my Who Am I at half past five. So, if he somehow pulls a blinder, that's the reason. It just wasn't a fully prepared, Okay. That's my story, and I'm absolutely sticking to it. Who was last week again? I can't even mind. It was a stinker. It was a stinker, actually. Oh, no, it was uh, Jim O'Brien, because Dixon so stinker. Kick, kicked a hole through him. That so was stinker. the only decent clue. <laughs> that was the only oh, decent clue. <laughs> right, you ready for your clue? Here goes. Clue number one, because that's a nice place to start. The decent, decent. This player's debut and first goal came against the same team, but not in the same game. Debut. Clue number two for four points. Mm-hmm. He scored eight goals in total, including two in Europe, and his last two goals both came against the Glasgow Arse Cheeks. Eight goals. For avoidance of doubt, the Arse Cheeks are, of course, the Rangers yes. and the Celtic. Yeah. Yeah, not not Partick. Are we no we're not including them as an arse cheek? No. Keith Watson. Definitely scored against Rangers. No, he scored in Europe as well. Was that was that part of that clue, or did I just mark that up in my head? He scored some of his eight goals. He scored eight in total, including two in Europe. Two in Europe. The last right. two came against. Oh, both. Yeah. So, clue number three okay. for three points. Okay. He made one hundred appearances in total across three seasons at Tanadice. So if he was there now, he'd get one of the fancy shirts. So he made 100 appearances on the nose in total across his three seasons at Tanadice. It's a trick in this week. Two goals in Europe. It shouldn't be as tricky as I'm. <laughs> Two goals in Europe. I'm blank. I don't know. I, I don't know how to answer Rondo. 
So this player's debut and first goal came against the same team, but not in the you same didn't, game. You, you didn't have to repeat that clue. That's that's negative to anybody. So just <laughs> leave that clue out there. He scored eight in total, including two in Europe, and his last two came <laughs> against both Glasgow Arse cheeks. Mm. He made a eight. Uh, he made eight hundred appearances. No, he didn't. He made a hundred appearances in total across three seasons at Tannadice. Clue number four. Tommy McLean signed him for a hundred thousand pounds from Oribro. Oribro, or however you pronounce it. Oribro. Well, that okay. Right, okay. I mean, I could tell you, I could tell you who his debut was against. I could tell you who he scored against in Europe. If it helps, nah. I thought I've got a name because I'm. Oh. I've, it's it's got, got a name, it's people. A, it's got a name. It's got to be. It's got to be a former. Signed for Ebro or a bro. I'm gonna say, and I hope I'm not wrong. Lars Zetterland. Lars Zetterland. Scored two in Europe. I've not that I'm aware of, but soon find it. Ah, nice. That that's a good clue because it was to me anyway. It was either him, Pedersen, or Olofsson. And Pedersen never scored eight goals. Olofsson probably scored a lot more than eight goals, so it had to be Zetterland. That was my thinking. Clue number five. Played the against us in the Youth Cup final. The Swede signing meant we had. Oh. Three Scandinavians for the first time since the sixties. So yeah, I'm sure he played for Gothenburg when we got a bit for them, though, did he? he? Did. Uh, his debut and his first goal came against um, Motherwell, oh, and he scored in both legs against CE Principat. Ah, uh, okay. Was, I mean, that was a decent clue—the the European goals, because there's not been that many European goal scorers, but. Uh, when we scored about 19 in two games and uh, no exactly uh, nary and it doing that much no, no, I'll take that though what was that two points two points you're a point ahead I'll, I'll take two points I'm happy with that Merry Christmas uh, right our online store is closed until the new year mainly due to the fact we couldn't guarantee you would get it before Christmas so that's why it's closed at the moment if you have been on um, the live show is back and we are only now three weeks away Less than Less than three weeks away Completely sold out 17 minutes It's at the Gardine Theatre We're having an audience With Craig Levine And a Q&A With Paul Dixon Danny Swanson And Craig as well And we were back down uh, This week Having a wee recce Having a wee site visit uh, How did it feel To be stood on that stage With nobody in it And the next time Is when you'll hear Your tap off And there'll be 400 people Paying for your blood Well it felt fine It wasn't as big as oh, I really? felt it was the hey, cell, the theatre. It wasn't as big. Uh, can the showers were really cold the last time? <laughs> but it wasn't as big as uh, I had imagined it before. Maybe because we've we've already we've already done it. So mm, we'll see. I'll still shake myself in the, the lead up to it. That's just me. I can't help it. Anxiety goes through the roof. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, again, if you um, can't go, whatever, send us a DM. We can shift your tickets on. Uh, don't buy for any fannies that jump on a post and say, oh, they've got tickets to sell. Naka but we Sandra. are fannies, so what do you mean buy them for us but don't buy them for fannies? Na- it's like Naka contradictory. Sandra. Listen, Cassandra's <laughs> Nepal's on Facebook. She's bullshitting you. <laughs> fine. Final bit of business then. On this day, in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006, 26th of December is our focus. One game and one birthday to tell you about. It's a home match, 1996. United's solid performance carried them back into fourth place. Motherwell left to rue two golden opportunities, which Billy Davies scorned. The first of those immediately before Robbie Winters fashioned an absolutely sensational opener for Gary McSwigan. He showed a searing pace, leaving five defenders in his wake to slip the ball into McSwigan, who merely had to guide the ball home. The goal which sealed the victory came midway through the second half and when Davy Hanna directed a header from an Andy McLaren corner through the legs of McSwigan who was virtually on the goal line as it finished United 2, Motherwell nil. Our birthday boy spent two seasons at United scoring 28 goals in 75 appearances. He was signed by Craig Brewster for £50,000 and we had the pleasure of having him on the podcast 
from a service station somewhere in England. Happy 40th birthday today to Noel Hunt. Top man. An absolute uh, top man. Uh, he was a top man, yeah. Chaotic, <laughs> but top man. I, honestly, I'd love to have him at a live show. Oh, what? That's a good <laughs> show, actually. Huh? That, that would be a right laugh, eh? Um, him and Dilla, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be able to understand a word. I think, well, it's not an all-nighter. You need your special licences for them. <laughs> no hunt. What a man. Absolutely brilliant. I, I think he's back at Redden. I think he's like the under-18s coach or something like that now. Working with Alec Ray? I, I don't know. I th- I'm pretty sure that's what he's doing. I'm pretty sure. Let me, let me check. Oh, well. Noel Hunt. So Noel Hunt. Just, just put the kibosh on that live show right now. He is the under-23s manager at Redden. That's what he's doing. Right. I'm sure Alec Ray's like the assistant manager there, is he not? Sure he is. Right, that's it. the Arab would can. Ross County at Tanadice on Wednesday. How do you think we're going to get on? We're at Dode Fox Podcast on social media. Donate to my Brave the Shave at justgiving.com forward slash page forward slash Ronnie Costello. Again, we hope you've had a brilliant Christmas given this episode goes out on Boxing Day. Have a great week. Stay safe. Remember, the podcast next week is going to be on Tuesday. We will put uh, things out on social media and stuff, but it will be Tuesday. So didn't go greeting on the Monday because some people are creatures I have, but I really like it on a Monday. Uh, but it will be out after the St Johnston game. We'll record it and I'll go out on the Tuesday. But that's it. And once, first of all, I hope over the festive period, you have kept washing your hands and your arsehole.